Hi everyone, this is Murders Across Borders. I'm Val. And I'm Kate. And today, well, we just recorded the episode <laughs> on the Ken and Barbie Killers, but Kate has a very short story for us, so like you can go ahead. I'm, I, yeah, it's like a mini song. I'm excited. So, we're going to do a really short little hometown murder here. So, this is just a crazy shit show of a case that I knew I had to cover. Um, yeah, so this is nuts. Okay, so I'm going to call it our small town horror. So it takes place November 5th, 2016 in Valley Center, Kansas. So Valley Center, Kansas is where um, it's right outside Wichita. You jump on Kellogg or Highway. I can't remember what highway it was. <laughs> James always did the driving. <laughs> I did research. It's like so like in my hometown. So we would just jump on the highway like 20 minute drive um, and we would hit Valley Center. You like go past Park City and then you get Valley Center. And Valley Center's like, it's located in Sedgwick County, which is also the same county as Wichita. Wichita's one of the biggest cities in Kansas. Um, so it's like a little suburb of Wichita. And so population 7,340 pretty small area but still bigger than Lahana actually so which is crazy to think about um it's like 6.95 square miles so it's not a very big area it's a pretty small area it's pretty small and, yeah um but so like you would go from parks or Wichita to Park City to Valley Center to get to there when we would work there and Park City is actually where BTK is from so it's all, like, in that same little area. Like, Park City and Valley Center are, like, right next to each other. And so, um, so this crime was described by the judge, Bruce Brown, as horrific beyond imagination and depth of depravity. Depravity? Depravity. Depravity? Ask yeah. the girl who, it's not her first language. <laughs> Just to make sure to have the good answer. Yeah. So this is nuts. Um, there's not really a whole lot of background on... The murders, um, like I said, it was just kind of like a small town, like, one-time crime. There wasn't really, there's not a whole lot to find. I did a lot of research on the different, um, Kansas articles, like KWCH and, um, the different Kansas news channels. And so, I'm just gonna, like, jump into the case, because this is just crazy. So, alright, here we go, um... According to investigators, so this happened, like, really close to where James and I worked in Valley Center. We were both paras there, and, um... Wait, you were both what? Paras, the teacher's aides. Oh, okay. We helped the kids, um, Mm -hmm. like, on IEPs and stuff. And so, we have two victims, um, Scotty Goodpaster Jr., and then a female victim. The female victim survived, um... But because of the types of crimes, they never named her. And Scotty Goodpaster Jr. did not survive. So His name is Goodpaster? Scotty Goodpaster Jr. Okay. And he was 33 years old. And so, according to an investigator's interview, they interviewed a 16-year-old and got a lot of these details. And so, um, there was a 16-year-old witness, which is really terrifying to think about now for the 16-year-old. I'm like, this is... A lot that that 16-year-old faced. Um, So according to the investigator, um, the 16-year-old was at the Hillard's house. So there's Jeff and Heidi Hillard. 
And so the 16-year-old's at the Hillard's house, and Heidi told the witness that some people owed them money, and so they intended to go get it back. So they left the residence, and the 16-year-old stayed back to watch. There's two young kids. Um, they were in, I think, third grade, and one was a little younger than that. So there's two young kids at the house, and the 16-year-old stays there to watch them. Um, apparently, the 6-year-old spent the night there, and they woke up the next day, and they couldn't find the Hillards. But the 16-year-old and one of the young kids went outside into the backyard to go look for people. And they heard voices coming from the shed in the backyard. And Jeff Hillard, the dad of the little kid, was in the shed and told the teen and the young child to go back to the house. And so the teenager went back to the house. And then she said, they said a few hours later that they saw a white truck parked in the driveway and heard a man screaming in extreme pain from inside. So, like... This poor 16-year-old is probably like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that there's little kids at the house during this is also... Keep in mind that there are children in the house when all of this is happening. So, like, shed in the backyard, two young children inside the home. So, according to the female victim... So, that was, like, the 16-year-old side and their timeline. Then we have our female victim. So, she was staying at a hotel in West Kellogg... Um, or off of West Kellogg, which is like the main highway that goes to Richshaw. She was staying with Scotty Goodpasture Jr. Um, at a hotel when the Hillards, a person named Roussart, another one Morris, and Scott, so there's five people, they all entered their hotel room and began questioning her and threatening her over the loss of some money that she owed. Keep in mind, the money that she owed is $185 for okay. a meth deal. $185. Not a lot of money, right? I mean, it's a lot, but like to the it's meth lot, dealers, but not a lot. Yeah, not a lot, but so it's all based around a meth deal for one hundred eighty-five dollars. So they begin questioning her. Scott dumps out her purse, rummages through the drawers in the hotel, and steals her cell phone. While another um, one of the suspects strikes her, pulls out knives, and demands that she leaves with them. So she's fearing for her safety, and so she leaves the hotel with them. And then Good Pastor left with Morris and Bussart in the white truck without being threatened. He just, like, was a willing participant and, like, went with them. Because they weren't threatening him at all. They were focused on the female. And so the Hitlers drive to an unknown, unknown location to the female victim. And the suspect, Scott, goes into the residence and gets a t-shirt to come back and blindfold the victim. So then she said Heidi began interrogating her while using a taser on her. That just sounds painful. I can't imagine a taser ever being used. I've accidentally shocked my finger with the taser, like, like after, like, I put the taser and then I, like, touched the prong afterwards. Why did the, you have a taser? I had them, like, they both got stolen when our house got robbed, actually. Because I had them, like, sitting on, like, our windowsill in our house, and I had one in a purse, too. But why did, why did you... How well, can like you a, get like a taser? A like a stun gun, like the there was a America is different. There's like well, it's not like a, it's not like a like a crazy, not like a police taser, but it was like a little like stun gun thing, and so okay, it's like a wallet size one, and it's from if you look up the company Damsels in Defense. Okay. Um, okay, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, and so you, I would like, I kept one in my purse, and like I would have it in the car with me, and and it was stolen. I think it was stolen. It was on oh, our, our windowsill. And so, I don't have that one anymore. So, 
anyways, they, um, so Heidi began interrogating her. She was using a taser on her, and then she was taken to another location where Jeff, Heidi's husband, choked her with an object around her neck until she lost consciousness. Um, she was also sexually assaulted with the taser, too. Which sounds mm -hmm. fucking horrible. Like, over $185, too. Like, tortured over this money. Don't mess with meth people. God. <laughs> Just don't, don't, stay don't. away from stay it. Stay away from it. Don't owe them money ever. Just, no, stay away. So then she was, so in all, she was blindfolded, choked, shocked at the stun gun, sexually assaulted by the taser, and then driven to a residence in Valley Center where the Hillards live. So they bring her back to their house. She was taken to the shed, tied to a chair with zip ties, and then she said that they um, encouraged a large dog to bite her on the leg, too. So I'm like, this poor dog also, like... Leave the dog alone. Leave the dog out of it. Like, don't encourage the dog to now bite humans. Yeah. So then she was beaten and accused of taking missing drug money. And then shortly afterward, good pastor Morris and Boussart arrived at the shed. Um, so they're, like, beating her, accusing her of the money. So then out of fear for her life, she blames good pastor for it and says it was actually him that owes the money. And so keep in mind, they were living together at the hotel, so there must have been, like, some connection with the two of them. They haven't really been super clear on those details. Um, so then her attackers turned all of their attention to him. So now all their attention is focused on good pastor. Um, he was then faced with torture, including being punched, choked, struck with an axe, a hammer, a wooden board, a knife, he supposedly had sticks shoved into his ears. Like, so much torture on this guy. He was choked with an electrical cord, and Heidi nearly cut off one of his ears with a knife. His genitals were cut with a knife and smashed with a paint sprayer. Oh like, my god! Horrible torture. Like, this is just freaking nuts. I remember reading this article when it came out, and I was just like, Oh my god, and then I read that it was for $185 in a meth deal, and I was just... This poor So, man. like, so I'm not saying that torture is justified, but over less than $200? It's crazy! Oh my gosh, it is nuts. Yeah. So he's completely being tortured. Um, the victim... So the victim... The, other, the female is still in the shed with him, and she said that they tried to escape two times during the night. After the first attempt, Hillard and Boussart dragged him back to the shed, and then on the second attempt, he was tackled to the ground, and Heidi used a staple gun on his eyes and his mouth. Like, fuck. So, they then um, shoved an object in his mouth and wrapped his head with tape. And then he was placed Is in he a still alive? During this part, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. So he's still alive at this point. Which is, explains the screaming from the truck that the witness yeah. heard. Um, For so sure. They, yeah. They placed him in a child's wagon and hauled him to the driver's side rear passenger seat of the white pickup truck. And Jeff said they were going to take him to another residence for assistance in disposing of him. So the victim was told, the female victim was told to stay at the residence, take a shower, and change her clothes. So apparently they weren't super worried about her at the moment. So, um, shortly after showering, the law enforcement arrived. 
He has an 81-year-old neighbor who is apparently a relative of someone. Um, she saw Jeff tackle Good Pastor on the driveway, and he tried to escape. So she, like, saw them tackling him as he was trying to escape. So luckily, this poor little 81-year-old lady calls the cops and reports it. Um, she said she saw Heidi Bussart Morris and the female victim. Well, they, not the female victim. The female victim was it? striking and kicking Good Pastor and loading him into the truck. I don't. I think that was a typo. She saw the others striking and kicking him, loading him into the truck. I can't imagine this little 81-year-old watching all of this from her house. Um, Jeff, Bussart, and Morris drove away southbound, and law enforcement arrived and found the bloody scene in the shed. I can't imagine what they stumbled upon. Like, shit. This is all at, like, 11 o'clock in the morning. So oh, my 20... God, in broad daylight. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 20 minutes later, 911 received another call from a person saying he suspected his relative, Jeff, may have murdered someone. The caller said that Hillard came to his house looking to stash something, but the caller wouldn't help them. So thank God for another person that calls and reports their relative and is like, this person's guilty. Um, so around noon, the officers kicked open the door at the Valley Center home, and they found Heidi, the female victim, and two young girls. And the female victim was hiding in a closet. So, yeah. So then, during this time, they're like, they drove off with Scotty, and um, he ended up disappearing like for six days. They couldn't find him or his body. And so Scotty Jr.'s family had been searching for him since Sunday when the police had responded to the disturbance call. And they searched more than 100 miles for him on their own, but didn't have any luck. And then, poor family, they were watching TV one night when they found on the news that he had been tortured. So, like, to find oh, out God. that your relative had been tortured on the news. Heartbreaking. Um, six days after his disappearance, the Sedgwick County deputies found his body hanging from a tree in Harvey County five miles north of Cedric in a wooded area next to a creek. So the, so, so like, he died from, from... I don't know. I think they said... One of the articles said there was a fatal blow. So... Okay. I don't... It's iffy on, like... One thing said fatal blow. They also said he was hanging from a tree. So I don't know that he died from hanging from a tree or if that's just kind of how they, like... What the... Psychotically what the disposed fuck? body. Yeah. This is Again, all just happening in, like, small-town Valley Center, like... Right like by where you grew three up. Pri there's pr three primary schools in this area. One big high school. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, witnesses had seen a truck that they believed to be connected with the crime, and they reported it to the Sheriff's Department. And so, five suspects were arrested in the case. And Scotty Goodpaster was only, he was 33 years old, and his father said that um, when he learned that Scotty wasn't the intended target, um, he think, he was saying that, you know, Scotty stepped in to help and the attention turned to him. I can't tell if he, t I don't know. I wouldn't say if he stepped in to help or if it sounds like it was a whole messed up ordeal all the way around. Um, and I don't know how the female, vic yeah, <laughs> the whole thing is just like, and again, Shisha. all of this for less than $200. $185. So, Jeff and Heidi, um, Jeff was 51, Heidi's 44. They were given the maximum penalties for torture and mur murder. 
Jeff was sentenced with life with no parole eligibility for 50 years. Um, they were charged with aggravated kidnapping and rape, aggravated battery, and then he was also sentenced to 330 months to run consecutive to the hard 50 sentence. And then Heidi was sentenced to the same thing with an additional 424 months. Brian Bussart was 39, charged with first-degree murder, two counts of aggravated kidnapping, aggravated robbery, three counts of aggravated battery. Alexandria Scott, 26, um, is waiting. She's still, she was still awaiting sentencing when this article was posted, and she was charged with kidnapping and aggravated robbery. And um, Alexandria and Brian um, had testified against the Hillards in trial. And then there was a fifth defendant, Willie Morris, was sentenced to the hard 50 plus 280 months for first-degree murder, aggravated kidnapping, aggravated battery, and conspiring to distribute drugs. So, I don't know how many of the people in the case were, like, sober at this time. I'll post a picture of the mugshots, and they are wild. Um, I bet they're high as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I can't yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine, like, God, I remember the first time I read this article, though, when it had just happened, I was like, holy shit, this is from, like, a horror movie of all the things that they did to him in the shed. Like, talk about, like, overkill and just, like, the extent of evil that they, like, acted out on him. Like, holy shit. And then there's two young kids in the house. Like, Jeff and Heidi were parents to two young kids. Did they like, see anything? I hope not. I mean, it said that they walked out in the shed, and you're hoping that when they went out, when they went out to the backyard, which is when Jeff told them to go back in, like, hoping that they didn't, like... They must have heard something. Yeah. I mean, I... Not less traumatizing. No. And then here they are, like, hiding in the house, or, like, this female victim's, like, hiding in their house, and the police come breaking down their doors and stuff. So... One of the reasons that I even, like, found out about this case is because, so, James was a parrot at one of the primary schools, and he would work with, like, small groups, and one of the kids in his small group, um, he said that she, like, seemed normal, but kind of, like, smoky at times and stuff, and he said that she hadn't been there in a few days, and so we asked the teacher why she hadn't been there, and come to find out, that little girl is the daughter of Heidi. No way! So James had worked with the daughter in, like, a small group a few times for, like, parent support. And the teacher was like... Yeah, the teacher was like, I had parent-teacher conferences with her, like, a month ago. Like, I sat there with the mom, and then the mom turns around and tortures the shit out of someone. And she's like... It, like I said, it's a small town. There's it, there's three primary schools. Like, <laughs> so that's how we even learned about the case to begin with. Because then James is like, because oh he, he, he had asked the teacher and the teacher's like, did you hear about, you know, what had been going on or what's in the news? And we, like, looked it up and I was like, holy shit. Talk about, like, hometown murders. Like, right? Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, this girl was, like, in James's group that James worked with. Like, this poor little, sweet little girl. And, and now, was she okay? He, she changed schools and never came back. Oh. Like, I think they went to go live with someone else. I mean, obviously, they're living with someone else, but I think they, like, yeah. moved. And so they're not... Aw, poor children. I don't think they were going back to that school anymore. And yeah. so... 
it's a really oh, short case, but yeah, shit. that is like <laughs> my wabam. Told you it was a quick one, but it's yeah. it's packed full with. Oh my god! Shock like factor. <laughs> I thought I was just gonna sit back and relax, and you're gonna tell me a short story. I was not ready for that. <laughs> I feel like I just, like, sped through that one, but it was just, like, thing after thing, and I don't want to, like, focus on each of things too much. But, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It's I mean, terrible, and the way that you guys learned about the case is just, like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, because James is just, like, oh, my gosh, and that teacher, and then at, working as a teacher, I'm, like, goodness, I can't imagine if, like, uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's one of the horrible things about meth too like I I hate it when I know anyone that's like involved with meth or I knew someone at one point that was involved in meth and thank god I got out of that situation okay meth is dangerous stay away stay away from it don't go anywhere near anyone I mean if you're on it please get off of it it is such a dangerous community of I don't know the way that it makes I mean no one in a sober mindset is going to torture someone like this. Well, well I mean, unless they're a psychopath, but... Wasn't there a story, like, years ago that a um, person on meth ate the face of a um, homeless person in Florida? Probably. Or it's probably... I think that one might have been laced with something, but... Okay. Like, I remember, like, the zombie craze of... Yeah. Um... Maybe it wasn't meth. I I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. I think it might have been, like, sometimes it might be, like, laced with something. Okay. I just, like, I don't know. And this fact, I mean, they wanted their $185 pretty damn bad. (laughs) Like. Crazy. Enough to to turn it into murder over $185. I'm like, now you're serving life in prison. Not just murder. The torture that this person went through and then killed. Yeah. Blows my mind. And then, like, when I was reading about it, I was like, at first he, like, got willingly in the truck with him because there was no attention on him. But then it was like, as soon as someone pointed the finger at him, he was just like. And it was the mom of the kid that was in James' class, right? She was one of the ones torturing. No, she was one of the ones torturing him. Oh my god. I don't know what's worse. No, so the female victim, like, no one knows who that is. Okay. She was the one that, like, when she was being tortured, she, like, she was being. Both of them were tortured at the home by the um, by the parents of the kid that James worked with. So, like, these oh, parents... That's why the teacher was like, I just had parent-teacher conferences with this lady that, like, is now in jail for murder. Oh, my God. Like... <laughs> what a crazy story. Right? Like, Thank you for sharing. Little Valley Center, Kansas. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, just small town Kansas. Sometimes I feel like there's... Way too much drug use in those small little towns. Um, realizing how many crimes there are. I could just do a whole, like, show on Kansas. It could just be, like, <laughs> just be like Kansas and Canada. Like. Just naming <laughs> murders that happen in Kansas and we're going to be there for, like, eight hours. I've done my last three with Kansas. They're yeah. all in Kansas. But this one was just, this one was one that, like, stuck in my mind after I read I the article. Bet. I was just like, it can't be that bad. And I was reading it and I was just like... James. It's that bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's oh my bad. god. There are so many things. And yeah. so I'm hoping those kids didn't hear anything. And that poor sixteen year old, like, that worked for them, 
and was mm-hmm. babysitting the kids and yeah <laughs> stay away from drugs stay away drugs from are drugs. bad don't go anywhere near them nah. thank god I'm safe and I'm not anywhere near that one person yeah it's just like good job yeah well <laughs> thank you for sharing that welcome to Valley god awful story <laughs> Um, it's a short one, but it's full. It's short but full. Um, yeah, uh, as usual, uh, rate, like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, YouTube, anywhere. Uh, Murders Across Borders. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're still on Spotify. We still haven't talked about Joe Rogan. I still don't know who that guy is. Um, Stitcher. On Stitcher, I noticed we're missing the first two episodes. Like the intro and the um, uh, Wichita Massacre. I don't know why it won't show up. I I don't fucking know why. If you're good with Stitcher, hit me up. Um, so yeah, we hope you like us. And, Check uh, us out on Instagram too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, it's time to go to bed on that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Creepy story. Just a little short story for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait yeah. till you see their picture. Oh my god, I don't think I want to <laughs> post them. I will. Okay. All right. Good, Good night, night everyone. everyone. Bye. Bye.